Welcome or welcome back to Both Sides of the Barricade. This week we have a very special guest, Miss Charlotte Lee, aka Elio. Um, she's a songwriter from Toronto. She just released her sophomore EP, Can You Hear Me Now? Congratulations, by the way. And she released her debut EP last year. Charlotte, is there anything you'd like to say before we start? No. Hello. How are you? I have my cat here. She's very excited for this interview. It's very <laughs> exclusive for her. Well, we love to have her here. So I like to start the episodes with a little bit about like, if I've met the guest, then I talk about that. But we just recently connected through social media. So if you'd like to describe a little bit about your relationship with your fans, because usually I'm a fan of the guests that I have on, this week is no different. So if you'd like to share a bit about how you interact with your fans and that kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's kind of weird because I've like never been on tour or anything. I started releasing music in March uh, last year, um, which was like right when like the pandemic kind of kicked off. Um, So yeah, I mean, all of my interaction with like fans and stuff has been on Instagram and Twitter and I've literally never met a single fan. It's so crazy. (laughs) Yeah, that is crazy. I mean, I I knew that you had just recently started releasing, um, but yeah, to think that you've never toured or anything, that's so weird. I mean, a lot of artists coming up now, that's the case. And that's so strange. I wonder, like, are you excited to then get out on tour once shows come back? I'm so excited. I literally had a dream about it the other night and it made me so sad to wake up. Please, I have dreams about going to concerts all the time and it's so <laughs> Oh my God, not again. I mean, that's like the only way to go to shows these days is in your dreams. So. I know. Ugh. So I'd love to know a little bit about your relationship with music growing up and a little bit about how you gravitated towards it. Maybe once you were like a teenager, that kind of thing. But, you know, what did you grow up listening to? And then what did you end up listening to when you started developing your own taste? I mean, I kind of grew up listening to a whole bunch of things. My grandparents are like my grandpa's uh super musical but he listens to like a lot of classical music um and I like grow like I grew up going to like operas and stuff that um he would put on I listened to a lot of just like what was on the radio I think growing up further on I think probably like grade seven or eight I started listening to like Radiohead and George Harrison and a lot of like alt rock or like indie bands and yeah I I made a band in high school which is like a shoegaze rock band I got really into that um for a few years and then uh like first year university I want to say I like discovered the 1975 and I heard girls for the first time and I was like oh my god I didn't think music could sound like this yeah um and then yeah I just got like thrown right back into pop music central and I've been trying to write pop songs since and it's been really fun I really love it oh love the 1975 I must just say also your speaking voice is so calming it's like so nice to listen to I (laughs) wanted to say (laughs) that's so funny because I always think like people always think I'm mad when I like talk over the phone like if they can't see my face they're always like are you upset right now like what what's wrong it's just monotone (laughs) it's so calming I was like zoning out I'm like oh this is so nice I'm I'm a big like ASMR listener you'd be really good at ASMR I think (laughs) new career path oh yes (laughs) (laughs) so um oh what was your first concert I always like to ask that question um to be honest I'm not sure I think I grew up in the UK and I really love this band Busted they're like this like 2000s like boy band um and I think that might have been my first show I think so 
um but like I've been going to concerts since I was like probably like five or six so yeah um, you mentioned I can't fully remember yeah I mean if that counts as a concert I guess probably that but we're just not gonna count that because that doesn't have much street cred to it (laughs) they always look like fun I mean not fun but they look interesting like it looks like something I would have oh my god the yawn I know you're tired (laughs) um so yeah you mentioned your band in high school was that kind of your first intro into making music uh like and what were your influences for that because you said it was a shoegaze project Mm mm-hmm I mean, yeah, that was like the first time that I really made songs that I knew people were going to hear. And it was, oh my God, you're so tired. Um, Call me the Yeah, it's all me. (laughs) Yeah, I I mean, yeah, that was probably the first like actual songs that I wrote. And um, I don't know, I was kind of listening to like, trying to think of the time, like, like this band Dive, I really liked, uh, Tame Impala, uh, Father John Misty, just kind of that world of things. And yeah, it was, it was good. I think it really helped me um, kind of write more interesting pop songs and like include like different uh, genres and stuff into like what would be kind of a regular pop song. Yeah, I agree. I think a lot of lyrics for pop songs are very like, you know, generic a lot of the time. And I think that incorporating other genres with like really deep, meaningful songwriting like shoegaze or, you know, even alternative in general, I think that that's always creates more interesting pop music. So I can definitely see Mm -hmm. that. And would you consider yourself a stan, like a a big fan of any artist specifically? (laughs) Um. Yeah, definitely a few. I'm definitely a 1975, like, well, I'm not, like, a personal. I like their music. I don't really know, like, a lot about them as people, obviously. Yeah. Um, I'm a huge Taylor Swift stan. I can say I'm a Taylor Swift stan. (laughs) She's my mom. Love her. (laughs) I feel like, and it's so cool because I feel like a lot of the, like, young female pop artists that I talk to or that I follow like they a lot of them say that Taylor Swift is like a huge inspiration for them and I think that's so like I mean we know that she has such a crazy musical impact on like this generation but Mm -hmm. it's crazy to hear like so many people saying that now because I feel like it's getting to the point where young artists are now finding inspiration in artists that like I still think are young so it's really cool to see like the influence that's slowly like trickling down um to like a new generation of artists but Taylor especially I hear that all the time <laughs> yeah yeah it's really cool yeah um I hear yeah I hear it in almost every single interview people say Taylor Swift and I'm like, yeah I, can say that now. <laughs> I don't have to I don't have to lie and say something cool not that yeah. she's not cool but yeah <laughs> Do you have like a favorite album or song? It's hard to pick a single song because she has so many, but. I think I really loved Reputation. Yeah, me too. (laughs) Um, But I think Red is like, I keep, I always come back to Red. I love that album. Yeah, it just has so many classics, but I loved Reputation too. I feel like that one is a little, I don't know about underrated, but I feel like people didn't love it um, when it first came out. Um, But I think now people are like, Reputation is one of her best. So yeah, I, I definitely am one of those people. Your career is very interesting because you said, you know, you're start, you started out basically when quarantine started. So how has that um, kind of affected the course of your career in specific ways? You know, you said with touring and anything else. Um, 
yeah, I mean, it's definitely a whole, I don't know what a normal like start of a career would be. Yeah. Um, but well, just before the pandemic like happened and when we were releasing, like gearing up to release My Friends Online, we had like some shows planned and it was very chaotic. It, it was a lot. Um, and I feel like as much as being home, like kind of sucked it. I think it was really great that I had time um, to kind of write almost every single day and um, like have as much music out as I do now. Cause I don't think, I don't think this EP would have come out like so soon after the first one, if I had to um, kind of tour the last one and, yeah. and still travel and stuff like that um so it's definitely enabled me to like write a lot more than I would have but it also feels like very weird in terms of like connecting with people because it's like I literally I don't know I don't know you know like other than zoom um I've I've not really like actually like had any interviews or had any like fan interactions or shows other than like online um so I think there's definitely pros and cons to it but you know what it it worked for me I'm here <laughs> it's like the epitome of pop music today and artist discovery I mean everything is online so I don't I think by any means that you're behind it's just so different now with um mm-hmm. everything like kind of being forced online versus you know before it was just you know a couple meetings here and there but now it's like that's really the only option mm-hmm. and I think that'll be really interesting when things come back to see if that really changes uh like a crazy amount I think that keeps us from actually you know truly interacting with people I love meeting people in person I love going to shows and meeting artists after meeting fans in line and making friends and that kind of thing so I wonder how quickly that'll be able to come back because I really do miss that aspect of it has any influx of social media you think that's helped you a lot with gaining a fan base as much as, as maybe touring would have I mean in some aspects for sure I, and I think like the first single I released was almost perfectly timed yes um, <laughs> so I think like the context of my music right now like really allowed people to connect with it more yeah because I think like on like an average day maybe Obviously, I travel a lot, so I'm away from, like, my friends and my family and my boyfriend and stuff. So I know I can relate to that, but I feel like the average person doesn't really spend, you know, months away from their base. But yeah, I feel like that kind of allowed people to connect with it a bit more. But yeah, I mean, there's definitely a connection with touring, I think, and playing shows and, and getting out there and meeting people in person that... Um, is a little more it's a little bit more of like a forest fire where like it can kind of just really like catch fast whereas like I think now it's like you know everybody's releasing music a lot because nobody else has anything better to do and yeah it's kind of just like as much as it's really great and and um, I'm like really happy that I can do this it's like everybody's doing it so trying to get people to connect and and have the time and space and emotional energy to like sit down and listen to a song is actually quite hard have you discovered a lot of new artists um over quarantine yeah yeah I think so I'm honestly really bad at finding new artists (laughs) I think it's like I honestly think it's like an artist thing where like I love music and I love when I find a new artist that I love but like I rarely go out of my way yeah to find a new artist and it sucks because like 
in high school that's all I would do but yeah no I've definitely found like some some artists that I think have also like really helped me kind of get through being stuck in my house for sure I think that's interesting that you say like it's an artist thing because I find that to be very true too when I talk to artists there are some of them of course who are interested in finding new music because they're obviously obsessed with music but when I think about like how much fans are always searching for new music on like social media and YouTube, at least that's what I always did. It's so different because I'm, I have no musical talent whatsoever. I'm in school for music business. So I want to work in the music industry, but certainly not as an artist. So I do think it's very interesting to see the difference between how much like artist discovery matters to someone like me, because I'm always looking for new artists. And then for Mm -hmm. artists where they're more focused, of course, on making their own music. But it's very interesting that you say it's an artist thing, because it's true. I see that all the time. So how do you envision your career as an artist going? I mean, of course, everything's very um, unsure right now, but if you had like a a goal for like short-term or long-term, any like collaborations or personal goals, um, what would you say? Just releasing music and as long as I can keep making cool things. I really want to go on tour like next year. Yeah. So we'll see. But yeah. I mean, right now I'm just like having fun, kind of like releasing things um, because for so long, it took so long to release the first EP. Now I can just kind of like throw songs out there and it's really great. I think maybe like an album and a tour next year would be really nice. Yeah. That would be exciting. I just, I cannot wait for shows to come back. It's, it feel, I feel very like right now hopeless is kind of the word <laughs> like I had so much hope at the end of last year but now I'm like and just in a like a lull where I'm like yeah it's just never coming back but you know especially because I'm graduating from college this year and so I have to start looking for jobs in the industry and I'm like mm, they're kind of few and far between but we'll have to see yeah. so yeah I definitely hope for a lot of artists sake and it's just it's so unfortunate because there's so many people who are now discovering your music and so many other smaller artists and they want to see them live like I can't even tell you how many songs I've heard this past year where I'm like I cannot wait to hear that live so Mm -hmm. and your EP is of course one of them I'm just so excited for shows to be able to happen again I have some questions uh that I thought of like interview style questions um so I said, your sound has been compared to the likes of Lord, the 1975, Ariana Grande, and more. How do you feel about these comparisons and comparisons in general? Like, do you find them annoying or uh, complimentary? I love those. I, I adore those because yeah. all of those are like my top artists. Um, but I think I definitely like them if they're kind of like referenced sporadically and kind of all over the place. Like, I love the 1975 with Ariana Grande because like, what is that combination? Yeah. Yeah, I think it depends. I mean, I would never want to sound like exactly like another artist, although it's pretty hard to do these days. But also I love all those artists. So yeah, just as long as I like them, keep it coming. Especially the 1975. I mean, oh, love them. Adore. Uh, oh, and what was it like starting to work with Charlie XCX? Um, what has the most beneficial advice or wisdom she has passed on to you been? I mean, Charlie is really great to have on the team just because she gives so much great, like, like songwriting advice. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, like, that's where I find, like, the the best, like, assets for her. Um, so I can just, like, send literally, like, five demos and I'll be like, tell me, honest opinion, what do you think of these? And she will literally just say it as it is and I can accept it as it is. Um, 
I think it's really worked out. My song, like, when you saw love, uh, she was like, you can do a better chorus than this. And I was like, <laughs> all right. <laughs> um, and then I wrote the chorus, which is literally one of my favorite chorus yeah. choruses. So, yeah, I mean, she's amazing. She's literally one of the best songwriters of our generation. So it's Agreed. great to have her on <laughs> yeah. the team. She is amazing. Like the fact that you can send over like your work and get, you know, feedback from someone like her like she obviously has made so many amazing songs like that's really incredible and I think it of course helps to push you to even further your own songwriting skills so that's really great too but yeah she's yeah amazing. okay what was the most rewarding slash exciting song to create on can you hear me now and which was the hardest charger probably was the most rewarding it's definitely like the one that I wrote and I was like, oh, I don't know if I could put this on the EP. Like I left the the studio the day we wrote it and I was like, it's just like not personal enough, you know? Like all of my songs are about very specific situations or relationships and, and stuff like that. Um, and Charger was just kind of about like this thing that I related to, but like not in a crazy personal sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, I kind of just like sat on it and I really liked the song. I thought not every pop song has to be groundbreakingly relatable and sad. And I honestly think it's like one of my favorite songs. We were really able to like push ourselves in production because there wasn't really any down moment where I kind of just had to be like mellow and sad. And then the hardest probably maybe in real life at elio.irl it's my Instagram handle. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think that one, I mean, it wasn't hard per se. I think it's just about a lot of things. The bridge is kind of like about like this year and being kind of stuck in slow-mo. And then the rest of the song is about like learning to manage my relationships and my career and stuff like that. So definitely a lot of crap to talk about and also make sound good. So yeah, yeah, yeah. but I love them both. And I think both of them kind of had to be on the EP in order for the EP to have like the dimension that it does. Of course. Yeah. I thought that that was a really clever song title for it too. So I did have a question about your uh, shoegaze band. I wanted to know what the main differences have been in becoming a solo act and writing more like pop songs. I mean, definitely. I don't have to compromise anymore because I'm not in a band. Yeah. Um, which allows a lot of kind of artistic freedom in that sense and honestly I think the main difference is production like I used to just sing it on a guitar and then I'd be it I'd record it on a guitar there'd be drums there'd be a bass nothing else and I think a, a pop artist there's so much more that I'm able to do like if I want a guitar I can have a guitar yeah um but if I want a bass synth I can have a bass synth or an arp or like anything you know like it's not just like a rock band I can have like a fabric and also like a rock ending on Jackie Onassis or just like a straight up pop song like Charger. Yeah. No, I love that. I, I'm such like a perfectionist too. I think that I would be so, and I'm a bit of like a control freak. Like I'm definitely like has to be the way I want it to be. So I definitely can attest to, to that. And it's like working yeah. on a team project. Like you don't want to deal with other people. So, like, so bad at it. I'm so yeah. bad at it. <laughs> I'm the same way. <laughs> Um, okay, one more question. Is there an artist that you look up to career-wise, someone that you think does every aspect of being an artist very well? Not so much oh, the music, but like their career. Oh, career. Honestly, can I say Taylor Swift? <laughs> <laughs> <be> um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think of like 
not only a music, she's an incredible songwriter, but I think as like a businesswoman, she's yeah. so smart. So yeah, I mean, I'm just gonna full stand myself and say Taylor Swift. Yeah, something I love about Taylor too. I love the like, I love when any artist does this where they drop like little hints here and there for like she's so good at that yeah yeah I love oh my god I think it's so fun the planning that must go like it must be years in advance exactly yeah I think like Halsey does the same thing like I uh for her like album rollout she always does these little like teaser things for fans to like find that's just always exciting like it's something that adds to like especially now because you can't go to shows or do any like signings or things like that it's so fun to like just throw like a here's like a random website that has like a teaser of a song like that's always really fun so I would definitely say that too so now I have this little song association game where I just ask a question and you just answer. Oh, I've seen videos of, of people doing this and I'm so bad at this. Oh, again, don't worry. But... It's not, it's not like you don't have to <laughs> sing, you don't have, it's not like a word. Um, I just have, okay. So for example, what is a song you wish you wrote? Um, All Too Well by Taylor Swift. I'm really, <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> A very fair answer. <laughs> what is a song you'd want to feature on? Um, um, oh, oh, maybe like POV by Ariana Grande. <gasps> Another classic. <laughs> I, feel like we, I would literally get sung under the table, but I would love every second of it. I know. I don't know how I would ever like compare to her voice. It's crazy. How do people feature with her? I don't get it. Like, I don't do know. you just cry? Yeah, like the only way to do it, like I, I do like the 3435 remix with like mm-hmm. Megan Thee Stallion and Doja Cat because like they all do their own thing and they're mm-hmm. not like, but if it was two vocalists, like, oh my God, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I certainly would not be able to compare. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, name a favorite song with a great music video. Heather by Conan Gray. Mm-hmm. Like another good one. Yeah, some people aren't big music video fans. Like they don't watch a lot of them, but I, I mean, I just remember like going to like, the computer room like in my house when I was a kid like and watching YouTube I'm obsessed all the time music videos. yeah I feel like they really add to a song too I feel like people don't take them seriously sometimes and I'm like you could really do something cool here yeah um, I feel like it's also like another like dimension of, of the song especially yeah. with that one because like Heather is about like this like popular girl in his high school or, or something like that and then the music video is just him turning himself into Heather it's so mm-hmm. great the most recent video I watched, I actually rewatched the All American Rejects Dirty Little Secret music video. Oh my god! Like yesterday, I'm like obsessed with that song again. I don't know what it is, but I love that music video because like everyone shows like throughout the song, they're showing like their dirty little secrets. I'm like that is so clever. Like obviously, it's like the it's like exactly what you would think, but it's just so yeah. good. And I was like, oh my god, I'm moved. Like I am moved by this. <laughs> <laughs> uh okay um name a favorite song from an album with great cover artwork I also love cover art but I'm obsessed with cover art oh my god great cover artwork oh oh you know how the great Deep and Chris Anthony has an album called Boogie Woogie and the cover mm-hmm. art is literally so good it's Boogie Woogie is the name of his bunny mm-hmm. um and so the cover art is like him and like an animation of his bunny um and it's so cute and I love it so much it's so good oh my god I'm gonna look that up after this so do you have a favorite song from that I shake that ass is really really good (laughs) I like that title too (laughs) (laughs) Uh, okay and then last one um what is one of your all-time favorite songs that's always a hard one but I like to know people's answers 
all-time favorite songs um honestly maybe like like second album 1975 maybe like uh like change of heart or yeah (laughs) something like that I can't really pick the song of that record but I pretty much exclusively listened to that record for like three years in a row so I feel like it's probably something off of there yeah no I could definitely agree have you seen them live yeah I've seen them twice I think both times are really good yeah so, obviously there I like I, I don't cry often at shows but for some reason every time I see them oh I, I, I cry <laughs> I don't oh, know no, I've I, seen them I've seen them three times and they did if I believe you on like the second time that I saw them and that was whew. Yeah. And then um, <laughs> I saw the third time they did I Couldn't Be More In Love. And I was like, literally, just dreams. <laughs> Tears. I always cry when if they do me. Like, that song gets me every oh. time. Uh, I've never seen them do me. <gasps> oh, my God. I think they've done it twice. Like, I've heard a couple, like, rare ones live. I, like, I remember I saw them at Madison Square Garden um for the I like it when you sleep tour and they did Mm -hmm. they did me there they also did ballad of me in my brain which I love that song it's probably my top 10 I literally love that song so much so I cried during that one because I was like this is the only song I wanted them to play I'm so happy (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and then I I heard like medicine and Paris Paris that was crazy I couldn't believe they actually played that one so I took my mom um we went to go see them in Montreal and like Paris was like her favorite song off of that record and they didn't play it, <laughs> it felt so that bad. Was rare like that's I think that's my dad's favorite too from that album mm-hmm. and he was there when they played it because he's I got him into the 1975 and now he's like a bigger fan than me it's crazy um but he they played it and he was with me and he was like oh my god they finally played it because we had seen them like I think three times maybe before that but that oh was my god yeah that was exciting because that's a rare one they don't always play that now that they have so much music it's like I wish they would play I it honestly don't know I don't know how people do shows when they get on like album six yeah I don't know, know like like how do you pick you have so many songs like <laughs> I just no I don't know <laughs> no I feel the same way I'm like it and it always makes me sad because I'm like they're never gonna play all the songs I want to hear it's just I know but so that was my little song association game uh (laughs) to finish up the episode I like to kind of plug my current favorites and like ask your current favorites whether that's like a song album artist that kind of thing so Mm -hmm. if you have any let me know I'm really into this artist Noli right now um he's really great I've been listening to his EP like pretty much on repeat uh, a duo called The Accents and my friends are from Toronto um, and they're so good I love them by Noli I think Now My Life is amazing it's so feel good very like it's kind of like R&B 1975 um, I'll have to check it out yeah it's just just good vibes uh, I guess my favorite my favorite song right now is probably Dirty Little Secret let's be honest like I, I've been like going on like a deep dive of like my middle school like music taste and just listening to a lot of those like angsty songs from that time so I still love that song um, I also have been listening to Vince Staples album Big Fish Theory it's a great album just I've been revisiting and um I have to talk about Sophie for a second because I am so oh, yeah. 
about that. And I just want to say anyone who's listening to this, if you have not listened to Sophie's music or done a little deep dive, please check her music out. She was like an amazing producer and innovator. And I'm so sad to uh, see her gone so young. Like, it's just so sad. So honestly, not an artist that I know that isn't influenced by her. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's so sad. So anyone listening? check out Sophie because her impact will be felt for years coming like her music just it influenced a new era of pop music and it will continue to so mm-hmm. Sophie we love you oh my god I'm so sad oh, no. uh, okay so with all of that being said uh everyone you should also be streaming Elio's music um <laughs> new EP can you hear me now it's amazing I love it so you should all be streaming that. And where can we find you on social media? At Elio.IRL on Instagram and then at Elio.IRL on Twitter. Um, and that's pretty much all. I have TikTok, but I almost never post, but I think it's at Elio.IRL as well. Um, <laughs> yeah, I've, I'm mostly on Instagram. Sorry if I'm saying Elio wrong. I'm. It's my accent. <laughs> my Oh, my it's fine. I'm not. I'm not particular on. Okay. Just making sure. Like, oh my god, did I say it wrong this whole time? <laughs> Great. <laughs> uh, um. Okay. So yes, and you can follow both sides of the barricade on Instagram at both sides of the barricade. You can follow us on Twitter at bsotb pod, the acronym and then pod, or on Facebook, both sides of the barricade. Um, my Instagram and Twitter are jtaylorldr. This episode will be available on Spotify and iTunes. You can watch it on YouTube. Please follow, subscribe, like, download, rate, comment, all of that. Thank you, Elio, for being on. I really appreciate your time. And we will see you guys next week with another episode. So thank you. Good night. (laughs) Bye. Bye.